Hey everyone, this is Robert Nagoesco and welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about WandaVision episodes 3 and 4. Mr. Masters and I recorded a previous conversation about episodes 1 and 2. If you go to my page, uh, find the playlist titled Podcasts or the video titled We Just Watched WandaVision. Um, that'll it, The image is in black and white and uh, just like the show. So that should be a good uh, starter for you before you go into this one. If not, just enjoy the episode. And uh, don't forget to hit subscribe below. Uh, subscribe to the channel to get more videos. Thanks for stopping by and uh, enjoy. Hey everyone, how's it going? We're back to the podcast. I'm Robert Negoesco. Mr. Masters. And today we are going to be talking about WandaVision episode three and episode four. We have episodes posted already uh, of us talk our thoughts on episode one and two. So we're just going to get into it. Um, I guess the first episode, I, I have a, something, a little theory here. Like the first episode, okay, is titled Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience. And that's the one that's like the 50s. Episode two, Don't Touch That Dial, is like the 60s. That's when the beds come together and all that stuff. Um, episode three, Maybe we can get to this later. I don't know. Do you know which like direct which show it's directly referencing? I guess with like the opening and stuff. Um, but now in color, and then the fourth one where everything deviates from the sitcom format is we interrupt this program. You know the it is very much the titles progress in a like classic sitcom sort of formula and then you get the one that's outside their world which is in we interrupt this program and then i bet the next episode is going to be like we return to our regularly broadcasted or, or something like that like the fifth episode five will be like we return and it'll be a sitcom again it'll be like uh i don't know full house or something because it'll be the 80s i think that's it, safe to say yeah. Um, it's unfortunate as well because the sitcom episodes are my least favorite. Yeah. So I guess uh, with me, since I kind of ex I completely expected episode three to still be that. Even when, when, when we first talked about this like weeks ago, I was like, okay, when I watch this again, I'm going to just settle in like uh, allow it to be what this thing is i found i enjoyed it a lot more also you know because the babies actually being born it, it felt like things were actually happening felt in that episode rushed, felt a little rushed to me honestly but uh rush let's get along you know i guess it's time for that yeah um i think i would have a different opinion now and it is sort of interesting that because this is the thing it's like when we're here in it wanting all this to happen we're like get on with it but i mean in like 10 years the mcu's television will have started with a 50 sitcom 
and that's kind of in that's like sort of interesting we're gonna get like sort of a there's a history of television in this show just kind of interesting there. yeah no it's it's you an know, interesting film or show yeah i think we take it for granted because we just like grew up with this stuff but like if you're a 12 year old you might not know any of this history of television and this might be literally your like crash course in how that how television progressed and that is, I don't think is bad. I think that's so, sort of interesting. Yeah, no, no, I definitely have to think on that more too. Yeah, there's something, it, it, I, I've just been trying to think about it less in terms of like, this is the show that they're showing to us in this pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Yes, like remove myself from this time. Its influence is gonna be it's it's cooler when I look at it that way, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so we have what? What is it? Brady Bunch? What is it? What is the the opening? You have it there. I wasn't sure because I expected it to be like Brady Bunch, like because when I saw her in the seventies outfits, in the promo stuff, I immediately was like, "This is oh, she looks like Marsha Brady or something," but. I don't know what show they were directly referencing. Are you able to play it and screen share it? Um, I don't think I can screen share it, but I can play the intro. I was on there. It's like, it's doing all the hexagons, you know, zooming in on the hexagons, but it, it does look like a 70s show, like him, his hair, you know, he's reading the pregnancy book, um, coming down the court steps, they have the, the zoom. The, the the snap zoom. You don't have um, the share, you don't have the share screen button at the bottom. Uh. Oh oh, it's computer. Never mind. Never mind. I forgot we're using two different things here. Yeah no. Um, what it does do is it does the nine image grid, which is referencing the Brady Bunch, I guess. You know, it doesn't do the whole like people looking at each other in the grid, but it is the same nine grid and it says WandaVision. Yeah, we'll pull up the Brady Bunch and, you know, look at those two. That'll, that'll answer it right there, right? It's been a well, long time since I've seen the Brady Bunch intro. In the Brady Bunch title card. I mean, it's the same thing. It's the nine panel grid, and then the title is in the middle where it's black space. Same with this one. There's nine hexagons, and it, so it's it's Brady Bunch. They're just deep. I think they're starting to deviate more and more and more. Like, they wanted you to be like, this is the Andy, uh, not Andy Griffith, um, Dick Van Dyke show. Like, they literally do the pratfall from the Dick Van Dyke show. Do you remember that in like episode one? Yeah. Where he's carrying her and like Dick Van Dyke, he would have tripped there, but because it's the vision, he phases through the chair and doesn't fall. So that's like direct. And then like the Isle of, or the Bewitched one is really overt. Maybe they're just start, because 
reality's starting to come into the show, so maybe things are getting a little bit more unique, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah. It's hard. I'm trying not to jump to the fourth episode and stick to talking about the third episode. I mean, we can jump around. Let's... Um, I didn't write up a, my own description of this. I'm just going to kind of like paraphrase off of the Wikipedia uh, description of what happened in episode three. Now in color. So the doctor comes over to check on Wanda's pregnancy. He says she's four months along and then he's going to go on holiday with his wife. Um, that's when stuff, weird stuff starts to happen. Herb is like, remember, he's like sawing through the wall. Yeah. Like, that's like the first sort of Lynchian, like, like that was like the ants underneath the flower bed in uh, Blue Velvet. You know, Blue Velvet's like, La, 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 la. And then it pushes in on the ants after that dude has like the stroke or something. Well, um, and, and, and Vision is realizing something is wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that's the first signal of that. So they paint the nursery. Uh, they debate what to name the child. And then all of a sudden it's been six months, even though it's only been like another hour. Um, actions and it starts to mess with the basically reality but we don't know that just powers going out um geraldine arrives to help deliver the the twins and uh vision goes to get the doctor um and whoever wrote this is not right uh yeah what they they talk about they reference how geraldine is like not quite um who is she? Yeah, yeah. They're like, she doesn't have a house. Like, that's sort of like kind of weirdness. And then that's when she starts talking about her brother. And then, you know, Geraldine or Monica says, your brother was killed by Ultron, right? Like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the first time that the real universe is introduced yeah it's and it's most of the way through the third episode so almost a third of the way through the whole show uh is when you get that first reference so she notices after she brings up ultron wanda notices that geraldine is wearing a pendant with a sword emblem on it uh when vision returns with the doctor geraldine is gone and then um we as like almost a stinger see her just launch through the air and land on the ground and then a bunch of like you know government agency vehicles pull up to investigate uh that event so that's episode three um what do you remember about that one or what's stood out to you felt rushed again it was something about it was just passing time um i was really i think just waiting to get to episode four yeah i mean it does sort of feel that um could, yeah it, it is sort of like a lot of stuff that 
when we were complaining about the first two episodes that if they had just gotten into it, I feel like this would have been what starts to happen at the beginning of episode two. Like you have an episode one where there's hints at the reality. Then episode two starts to pull away from that. Um, but, you know, I definitely was more invested than prior episodes because I could see that things were moving forward now. It was giving me a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Trying to think. And again, I mean, the big... <laughs> I really try to think about what it would be if you didn't know the story and you were watching it. I mean, the twins is an actual big thing. You know what I mean? Like if you didn't know to expect that, that's kind of a big thing. I, uh, so most, a lot of people don't know this cause it's weird, but in the comics, once it's so house of M house of M is set off from Wanda figuring out that uh, her children aren't real, that they were a figment of her imagination. And they're like four years old at the time to her. And I forget what causes that, but something causes it where she sees that none of it was real. And then she, boom, no more mutants. As I'm saying this out loud, I'm realizing that's probably what they're gonna do with the show, except she's going to create mutants. Yeah, we talked about it. That's really, and the more I think about it, the explosion of this, I keep, it's hard to not reference that fourth one, but the oh. world that she's created. So, so we've established that there is like a snow globe world. There is a Westwood or whatever it is called that does not exist. And we yeah. know this because the residents of East, Eastwood. Eastview. Eastview. Yeah, yeah. So, it, and it is, and something that we got to talk about too is the fact that this is the most expensive television show ever made. Um, <laughs> and, and I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen a penny spent yet. Like, I'm not exactly sure. So, I think that this is going to have a giant culmination, but I think the mental instability is going to cause an explosion of all of those gamma rays like they've talked about all the different frequencies that are encapsulating this to make it what it is and if it explodes all of that radiation is going everywhere and it's going to alter the whole world yes and it's going to crack open the multiverse and yeah. it's going to end with shia labeouf in the Wolverine costume, that's going to be the final teaser of it all. <laughs> um, so there's a lot there, though. Like, the first big sign of special effects, actually, was the stork that I noted. Because that stork was really, like, that, that's the thing is we didn't see a lot of special effects. I don't watch a lot of new TV, though. But those effects are like real fucking good. Like it's seamless. They're not showy. They're not flashy effects. But the ones that are there are very smooth. You barely notice it. And is that doesn't look like TV to me. Is the stork explained? No, but I mean, it's, it's all her 
creation. So in that world, it's like they're tiptoeing around that they had to have sex to create a child. Well, how does an android have sex with a woman? Um, I have, man, my washer is off somehow again, dude. Do you want me to pause this? Sure. All right. Well, good, right? Yep. Yeah. Enjoy uh, the podcast, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hope you enjoyed this week's podcast on episode three and four of WandaVision. Uh, awesome. Um, so, no, just kidding. <laughs> the stork, right? I think we're on the stork. Uh, uh, do, do they explain that? Is that is that retroactively explained or? I mean, I don't think there's any thing in there i think it's it's like a dream or something like she's in some sort of dream state because like basically it's like her magic is so powerful she's able trick herself you know what i mean like you know how mysterio it's not powers but his technology is like illusions well she's able to manifest illusions that are so powerful that she herself doesn't know she does on some level. Cause that's why things keep, that's why going something's wrong. And she's like, no, or stuff keeps creeping in. Right. Where it's like, no, 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 this isn't wrong. Uh, but she knows, but she's deceiving herself. And the stork I think is just like one example of that's how I took it of, of like you know the dream remember in like inception there's the like how there's the 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 crowd and they come to wake you up like there's always something hmm? when she paid too much attention to them and they turned on her in the beginning yeah yeah so I don't know. I think the stork is just like one element of like, and that's why she couldn't zap it away. You know? Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I think most of the other things have been explained at this point, right? The, yeah, the drone, the, the beekeeper, beekeeper, it's interesting how things are like, yeah. Oh, the, the radio. The radio. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, it, uh, was it? Was it? Yeah. Was there any other? There was the thing with like the at the dinner table when the the boss was having like choking. Yeah. But that's that was just kind of. Oh, bad stuff can happen in a 50s sitcom? This never happens. Yeah. So do we want to move on to episode four? Um, yeah, how, do, how does that one end? Oh, yeah, she gets sent. Yeah, that, that is definitely a, was a great hook, I guess, into the fourth episode. I appreciated that. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into... We interrupt this program. Finally felt like the MCU that I'm, I know and love so much. When was the moment when it, it did the widescreen? That was significant. Was that the beginning of four or is that the end of three? 
I think it's the end of three, right? The end of three is the twins and the Wanda are the the Rambo expulsion, right? Yeah, that's the end. But when do you remember when it goes from four by three? It it widens, fills the screen, and then black bars come top and bottom. I feel like that's the beginning of three, isn't it? The color. No, no, it was a different moment. They were still in color. I would have to like scrub through them to see that. But um, before we move on to four, I, I was talking about how House of M is caused by her realizing that her children are not real and then changing the whole world. But one of the things that happens is there's a character named Master Pandemonium, right? They were not. They were not going to put this in the in the show, but Master Pandemonium's hands are Wanda's children. His hands are babies. What? His hands are babies. <laughs> I'm confused. What do you mean? There is a character called Master Pandemonium whose hands are babies that were the fake wand. I don't understand how that happened or what. I don't know that story. Do the babies grow up or do they stay babies? No, they're babies on his hands. They just cry. And they and never he, grow up? No, not on his hands, I don't think. That would be interesting if he had two full-grown uh, mutants on his hands. But yeah, I'll I'll uh, try and put a copy of Master Pandemonium in the images. But yeah, I'm looking at an image of him right now, and yeah, he's got a uh, this. His wrist turns into their torsos, and they're like got their little arms and heads. It is uh, some weird ass shit. And he didn't start like that, but his hands became her children. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird shit, man. Here he is with uh, two different monster hands as well. Yeah. He's got demon hands. Apparently he does different demon hands or different human hands. I don't know. I'm not sure, but... uh. Just wanted to get that out of the way before we move on. If they do get there, if you put that in, I welcome it. Doubt, doubtful, but this is supposed to be David Lynch, so I don't know. We'll see. Well, with episode four, it's it kicks into what I'm much more used to. It feels like familiar territory. They yeah. have a slew of just charming characters. It's really kind of crazy. I mean, yeah, like a classic Marvel project. Um, yeah. But with new characters, we're being introduced to all these new characters. It's really cool. Um, I think also one thing to be talked about is the music. They're using the music to represent what's going on. 
there's a couple things going on. The episode three ends with daydream believer. Like the way that that song is just all about a daydreamer. So it's the fantasy. It's talking about the fantasy. And then the fourth episode ends with Jimi Hendrix, Voodoo Child. And that's all about like having crazy cosmic powers. Like they're not all about it, but it's in there like powers in the song, you know? We have regularly talked about they've had very, very iconic specific songs at the end of every episode. Yeah, we didn't bring that up. Um, I was, I didn't and look I'm it assuming up. that each song is from the time period. So the one, the 70s is Jimi Hendrix. The 60s yeah. is... Daydream Believer. Yeah. And I guarantee the one that ending is the 50s. I don't remember what it was. Um, you should be able to you bring them all up. There's about 11 minutes of trailers or credits at the end of every episode for some reason. Yes. Uh, first episode, Yakety Yak. What year was that? That's 50s for sure. I don't know the year, but uh, let's see. Oh. A, a Newlywed Couple by Kristen Anderson and Robert Lopez. Dinner is served. Christo this, these are the soundtrack, I guess. Episode two, Don't Touch That Dial. Uh, a lot of songs by the composer. Maybe episode two didn't have one. I think it did. You can just pull it up and play it, can't you? Yeah. I, I just want to interrupt. Um, so go to the credits. Second unit. There is a lot of credits. It's crazy. It's it's. I don't understand it. Music should be at the end, right? But it, no. It, it kicks right into the... Visualization. This is madness. These credits are... I can't sort through this. No, it's the very beginning. It's the transition into the credits. Oh, okay. So just Episode, go to where, where the credits begin and hit play. Episode two, the end. Who's doing this to you, Wanda? Wanda. Yeah, episode two doesn't have one. It just goes, who's doing this to you, Wanda? And it's uh, Agent Wu. Then episode three, yeah, has Daydream Believer. Yeah, so Yakety Yak, Daydream Believer, Voodoo Child. Yakety Yak, literally symbolizing how those first, that first episode, nothing's happening. <laughs> Just Yakety Yak, Yak. Just yeah. talking. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting where they go with the 80s, with the 90s, how far they'll take her trying to shatter the or like keep maintain this illusion we have five more. there's twins and she's an olsen i'm gonna be upset if there is no but they're boys missed opportunity no but there'll be a playoff you'll see we'll see how 
how this goes, but they have to do something. With the 80s in the full house? It has to. Wow, that would... <laughs> yeah, it they has to. to. <laughs> of course they do, like, of course. And with all what? this money spent, there's... I, I still don't even... Something big is going to happen. Like, we're... I feel like the Avengers are going to show up. I feel like... I feel like something... I think this is going to crack open. I think there's a big secret. You, you still haven't watched Mandalorian season two, right? No. No, so I can't talk about that. But that Disney does these big things, um, and they're pretty fucking amazing. And I think something's going on. Oh, the uh, what you call it was really cool to see. The uh, the return. What, what do they call it? The decimation is when they were when the, when the the snap happened, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's uh, officially go into that. We're going to start talking about episode four. We interrupt this program. And yeah, it starts with Monica Rambeau returning to life following the blip. It appears she had no knowledge anything happened. Yes. Like, to her, no time passed at all. And that's the most we were able to see of that. It's literally like, I went to sleep or something. That's what it seems like. Um, and they don't even remember turn. They don't remember going what ah! and turning into ash. Well, I think that it's so much disbelief that you feel like you're dreaming. I mean, I think it's just like, oh, that was fucking crazy. Ugh. But it it seems like a boom. You're all of a sudden you're back, which is sort of cool. Um, so it starts with her waking up in the hospital de-dusting like d being snapped um and she finds out first thing that her mother maria died of cancer three years before two years after she monica had been dusted which so you're like what the fuck crazy um then a few weeks later she returns to work she meets uh, acting director tyler hayward and uh She's to help Agent Jimmy and his first assignment. He was put in place by her mother in charge of S.W.O.R.D., which I guess they say S.W.O.R.D., she started it. Yes. Her mom, her mom's formed S.W.O.R.D., so and that's... She, she built a protocol for the return, so she did believe that they were coming back. Yeah, um, which, of course, her mother being a friend of Captain Marvel, so... What I'm to assume is that this is a sort of independent organization that deals with, but that isn't a antagonistic, like as much maybe, or maybe something happened, but they don't seem to be as like, it's more helpful than like, we need to shut these mutants down. It's more like, let's work with them to figure this out. I don't know. Um, so they uh, head to Westview, New Jersey. Uh, they discover a hexagonal static CMBR field surrounding the town, which Monica is then pulled into. Uh, we get a brief interaction with some police officers and they say that that town doesn't exist. Uh, Within 24 hours, S.W.O.R.D. establishes a base around the town, sends drones and an agent in to investigate. So, yeah, episode four takes place entirely almost before the previous episodes. 
they bring in Dr. Darcy Lewis. She is asked to study the phenomenon and discovers broadcast signals coming from the place. So she has them bring in an old TV and it's able to just receive broadcast and they're recording it of what's going on. So basically we finding out that the three episodes that we just watched are in fact shows in the real MCU. So it's really happening, but it is also like, it's even broadcast to them with the credits and everything. Like it's real. Yes. So that's a cool, it really does pull you out like, oh wow, like all of that is fictional. Um, and so I they go. Oh. I love the 90s montage, uh, reverse casting everybody, figuring out who the cast is in the real world. Fucking yeah. wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, while they're they're watching and observing the town, they're they're sort of sending agents in. Uh, that's where we see that they sent in one of their agents. And the second he passes through the membrane into the television world, he becomes a beekeeper, which is just like, it, it seems like she's eliminating elements of the real world that could harm, harm her perfect existence. Yeah, it recodes it to whatever you're wearing in the real world is transformed into a harmless 50s counterpart. Yeah, or yeah, whatever, you know, so the drone became a toy helicopter. The cable that was connected to the, the, the hazmat suit became a jump rope. Yeah, that, that was a pretty cool touch. I liked that. Um, so Monica goes in and she becomes Geraldine. Now, we don't know if she's trying to disguise herself or if something has happened to her mentally. You know, it seems more like that. Like, she, because she's like, what? What is this? What's going on? Um, they use a radio, Darcy and Agent Jimmy Woo. Uh, they get the radio to contact Wanda. It references something that happened in episode two. And then Monica mentions Ultron to her, like we had previously talked about. And then we see what happened. And Wanda, like, launches her out and we see her like blast through the walls and then you know we see that again where she lands and then um the end we see vision come in looking dead you know he's dead um and then she fixes it and everything's good again yeah yeah there's a lot there. A lot there in episode four. There, There is a lot there. And it's kind of caught up to everything we knew and expected, right? It's almost as if everything from here on out is the new territory. Yeah, you know, they, they touch on so much of the stuff, like saying, um, but isn't he dead? Like, really dead? Not snapped? Dead dead? Like, they yeah. say um. What else? There was something else like that. Oh, she goes, why is it different decades? It can't just be for my own amusement. Like, she's us. She is us. 
who's been watching this show. And then when they kiss, she's like, oh, and she's like, I'm invested. Right? That was the twins. That was the when she has twins. She's crying oh. a little bit and she says, I'm invested. Yeah. And she's just been sitting on this government facility watching the show like us. Yeah. And I loved, I don't know why it was so televised, but the, uh, do you want them? Do you want one? You know, about the children. So it's the, she's crying, you know, and it's like, well, I'm invested. And she's like, do you want one? And he's like, you know, I thought about it, but my time in the force. And she's like, oh, yeah. you mean the chip. Yeah. I, I love that shit. That's that Marvel shit. I really, I don't know what it is. Um, oh, that, I appreciate that. That is, that is the on-brand Marvel sense of humor. Yes. And uh, really, I mean, I'm not the one to have originated this idea at all. Those are the biggest budgeted comedy movies ever made. Like most Marvel Studios movies are insanely high budget action comedies. Yeah. But they're comedies. Like, like if you, you know, if you have the three genres for each movie, like what it falls under, most of them, you have to have comedy there or you are not accurately describing that movie. I mean, Thor Ragnarok is a comedy. That's that one. That one, it's first. It's like comedy, action, superhero, or yeah. whatever. Guardians of the Galaxy is sci-fi, comedy, superhero. Um, you know, Thor Dark World doesn't have comedy in there. But... Infinity War is a drama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. There's you funny know. parts, for sure, but not a comedy. Not a comedy movie. Yeah. Drama. And that would be, yeah drama superhero science fiction or whatever yeah uh, and yeah that 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 humor is it, it's iconic it's gonna like influence a lot of and it's kind of like all dad joke stuff <laughs> but it's good it's good yeah no it felt it it felt uh, i'm ready for more now and it's disappointing to yeah. think that they're going to go back into another episode, but something big is stewing. There's something on the horizon, and I don't know what to – I think this is going to be very satisfying. I think at the end of the day, this is – it's going to be a very interesting thing. That is definitely my mood moving forward with this. I'm complete 180 from before, and I, I kind of expected it. You know, I was like, I know this is going to go somewhere. I'm just like, I want it to go. And I think I was bothered because of that. Yeah. No, and then they do a double back with the, again, with the, the return, you know, and it was like, wait, wait, what? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, hold on, hold on. You know what I mean? Because it's the return, and then there's a time period before she gets to inside the show you know what i mean like it was really yeah it, it was interesting it was like i kept being like whoa, 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 whoa. had to like keep a track on it. it was like okay 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 yeah 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 i mean if you were to rearrange stuff you could have you could watch episode four first 
and then watch one, two, and three and have a completely different lens of looking at everything. You'd be like, what? Yes. Because that's what she's doing. She's what it's weird. It's they go back. Yeah, yeah, I can't. It's there's a lot that's interesting. They do, despite it, like, despite it being a streamed show where there is no, there's no scenario where you would have access to episode four, but not episodes one, two, and three, just because that's the system works. And yet they still have last time on WandaVision. Yeah. I kind of liked that because that's like a classic TV thing. That's almost like when there's a Cheers two-parter. Yeah. Which was, it was always rare, but it's like, occasionally we're doing a two-parter and those might get broken up in syndication. So someone might not have seen the previous episode. So it does have to have, because like, this show could go into syndication. Like, they'll never make that many episodes, but I, I just mean like the format and the way it works. Like, this could... That's kind of weird. You know, it could exist in space. I was about to say something and I, I lost it. Um, oh, and don't forget, uh, single director, all nine episodes. You get to see the consistency in the hand where, like, even through the shortcomings, there it does feel different. Can you imagine if this was four different directors? Like, could you imagine the mess it would be? <clears throat> yeah, I think it really had to be. Uh, it wouldn't have worked. It, I, don't think, I don't think it would have. No. Um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot there. Um, I really liked Monica Rambeau. I really liked Jimmy Woo. And I really liked... Uh, Darcy Lewis, Dr. Dar Dr. Lewis. And Darcy Lewis is from the Thor movies, and Jimmy Woo is from the Ant-Man movies, correct? Yeah, that seemed, that sounds right. I believe so. That's what I feel like because, yeah, yeah, it feels like they've united, which is an interesting tactic, again, to bring the universe together like that, where you have two wonderful bit players from two different worlds and you've brought them together now. You know, they have a history. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe in the movies they had a history and we didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, we're not seeing them interact in the movies, so maybe they do know each other. I don't know. It's This is going to be crazy how they keep exploding this world out. Well, yeah. It, it's an example of giving the supporting cast as much. Like, I think this is what they're going to be able to do with the television because the movies in a movie it would make no real sense to explore jimmy woo in a ant-man movie like you can get him as a supporting character but he can't get his own chapter really it doesn't like make sense in a hero superhero straightforward superhero plot yeah but with the shows we are going to be able to get a you know, an Aunt May episode or whatever. Yeah. And explore the supporting casts of these characters, which are so important 
to why these characters work. I, you know, in our previous conversation, I was talking about how good Spider-Man is. Half of that is because every character in his life feels like just they just work very well as the balance. Well, and, and, and I always, the one thing I've always thought is like, you know, st the Star Wars saga, right? It's like this epic story of a universe that gets told and handed down, right? But honestly, yeah. it's only like three weekends of these guys' lives. Like their lives have so much more that happens. This is just like one small story. And there's all these other stories and it feels like this is getting that treatment where like, yes, you know, the snap happens and everything that led to that happened, but there's side stories going, you know, the, the rest of the world's still going on. You know what I mean? Like these government agencies are still hiring and using people in all these smaller missions that may not be talked about as much, but so it's like, even through the 23 movies, it's only like a couple months of these guys' lives. There's so much more in between. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, I think a, one of the strengths of comics is that, you know, because they're just going on for forever, seemingly, or, or hoping for that. Like, there are issues of the X-Men where it's just like Storm and Jean Grey and Jubilee and they go to the mall. And it's like, you can't tell that story in the movies. But you can have the X-Men mall TV episode that is, because it's just as good. Them being like these mutants who have all these powers just being in a regular mall and having that like outsider thing, it works just as well as fucking fighting like whoever magneto or something and it's a simmer down moment too like at the end of the day and we talked about it these cgi these these things look amazing they look astonishing like they don't look like tv they they it's finally kind of pinnacled to a point where like what do you even call these things they're strangely cinematic they're not tv they're not broadcasted that way you know it's a new hybrid level you could, you could call it a movie serial. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, it's it's some type of... But it is... Sorry. No, 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 it really is. And then the singular director is like an amazing... I don't know. I think it's going to change. It, it's the golden era of TV, finally. I know we talked about it with Breaking Bad and everything, but... This feels like the right studio is now behind it, and this is going to like this is going to change. And they're one hundred percent going to regularly be doing once theaters are back, the Wandavision marathon. Oh, that will be the new world. You'll have to like, and I've always wanted that. I wanted my lost season pass. I'd go to the theater every week. You know what I mean? What I mean as we see a sort of a blurring of the lines of TV and movies, cause that's what we're just looking at as like a culture. Um, you will see stuff like that. And if more movies are gonna be released at home and in the theater, it's like, 
you know, in a world where there are no movies released in the theater, there is no difference between a movie and a TV show except for how long it is yeah. or how it's up. There is no difference if it's all broadcast to your television. So once a certain amount of television is being played in the theater and once a certain amount of movies are premiering at home, there literally is no difference. So it is serial because it's, it is TV, but I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's it is a format. It's new, but it's also, it is a return to the movie serial where it ends on a cliffhanger and it's like, tune in next week, you know? Like, that's, this show has that spirit to it. And how long are the episodes minus the trailers? Or the, the, the credits? Uh, episode two is 29 minutes. I was right at that moment. Um, you know, what is episode four? 29 minutes. So they're 30 minutes long. Yeah, like 28 and a half minutes is episode four. Yeah, they are about true half an hour. You know, but there is within a, it's a little bit different because they're, they're just editing for the edit, not for an exact time frame. Yeah, episode three is 25 minutes in. It, uh, it cuts to... You know, you were saying that one was rushed. It's five minutes shorter. Yeah, which is a large percentage. Oh, yeah. The sixth of the, the whole structure that we've been getting used to as the show's going. Um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot there. It's, it, this does feel like the return to the MCU um, for the first time. It will be interesting to see how this thing progresses back into the sitcom world. Like, we know we're going back, but we know that the story is moving forward. So I am curious to see how this works now. Are they going to be in and out of it? Will an episode be part show, part Jimmy, you know, Wu and, and Darcy? You know, it's going to be interesting. And each episode can have its own structure. Because, like, I like that episode four only had Wanda on the screen, really. Like, she was a character. She wasn't... It's not her episode at all. It's about yeah. the other people. And that's cool. And then, yeah, you could do an episode where it's 50-50, right? Cutting back and forth, back and forth. Or you could go back in, and we're with her again, and then a little bit more is creeping through. But then episode six... Episode six is like all of them again. I don't know. The structure thing I'm fascinated with because we're, the next episode is going to be the middle episode. You know, so next episode's dead center and this is the first four on one side of it. It'll be interesting how those four look with the centerpiece and then the next four. I don't know. It's cool. It's, it is cool. They got me. They got me again. They always do, man. They're really good at this. It's crazy. How are they so good at it? In the same way we were talking about, like, government 
I'm like, how am I on the side of the giantest corporation making movies right now? Like, how am I, how are they doing this? It's the world. It's amazing. <laughs> so do you have predictions for the next episode? Back into the world. The kids are going to grow rapidly, right? They're not going to be babies. They're going to be like teenagers, right? Probably by the by the eighties episode, yeah. Or no, no, no. The eighties one, they'll be kids. The nineties one will be like friends or something. Who knows? <laughs> Malcolm in the middle. That would be an interesting reference point. Uh, what would nineties is Seinfeld? Um, married with children. They're gonna do a married with children, right? Uh, what who does what does Disney own? That's what you just got to look at. Sure. What what Viacom owns, and that'll probably be it, right? But you asked me what my prediction was, right, for the next yeah. episode. I think we're yeah we're gonna go back into the world and get the eighties, and it's we're gonna have Full House. It's gonna be the Full House episode. It's going to be yeah. the Full House episode. Yeah, and things are going to get more chaotic, I think. Yeah. Wild and, stuff. And a good origin story for Rambo. Yeah. I'm invested in that character. I want to see what happens with her. Yeah. But I, I've been partial to that character since I was like a kid. I always thought she had one of the coolest looks. And they kind of reference it in the 70s episode. She's wearing like a vest over it. But underneath she has like this all white thing. And her iconic costume is her with the afro. And this like all white flowing sort of garb. Um, and they were referencing it at least. Yeah in that episode um should be fun him him dead just made me think like she's in some abandoned town and he's literally like his dead body is being puppeteered around by her magic you know that that was got pretty horrific that moment actually yeah And that's like right at the end. That's right at the end of episode four. So it's like she's seen, oh, your husband's dead. Like he's dead. She's going to, that's going to be stuck in her head, you know? Have you, have you, have you went on to a Reddit or anything to see what people's predictions are? Because the collective no. minds, they usually get a lot of things. It's interesting. Oh, I believe it. There's a lot of smart people on the internet. Um, I don't know. It's cool. I mean, none of it really, like, it doesn't, like, I'm more just, I'm like, this is cool how you're doing it. But I'm not super surprised by the decisions that I'm like, yeah, 
okay, yeah, that, okay, you pulled that off, that's good, like, being done well. Yeah. I'm pretty good. I don't know if I have too much more. No, I don't think so. Um, we'll we'll keep watching. We'll keep recording things. We got to do all of them now. I guess what we could do is we've done every other episode so far. We could do a podcast on the next one, which is the linchpin one, and then go back to every two after that. Yeah, or uh... – or it'll get even crazier, and each episode is deserving. Talking about, let's hope yeah. it gets that good. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I mean, I hope so. I think I'll probably be watching every week now. You know, I, I took two weeks off and just caught up and watched them. Um, I guess I only took a week off, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's do one for episode five the centerpiece or the the cornerstone or whatever or the what is that the archstone well linchpin is what i said but yeah linchpin david linchpin there you go yeah well um okay uh if we're all good everyone should uh follow the links below you got some links i got some links uh subscribe there's other podcasts that we've done catch up on the the first part of WandaVision talk. Um, you got anything? Anything going on? No, no. Just reading. Reading. Yep. Reading books, everybody. Reading. Um, all right. Well, thanks for watching. I've been Robert Nicolesco. Mr. Masters. And uh, podcast episode five, signing out in the can.